Here at Beyond, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded today, the Wadjar people of the Noongar Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, it's Donna Marie. Well, I nearly didn't make this podcast this week. I was feeling... um yeah, that I wouldn't be able to, to put it together and I've managed to do that. I have got lots to say today, but I'll just give you a quick update on Bobby. He visited me last night in my sleep for a very long time. Needless to say, it was truly beautiful and the love that he transmitted to me was unbelievable. There are no words. And I want to say to you, when I'm bringing through our dead people in readings, they are doing the same thing and they are doing it to you every day. But sometimes we may not recognise it in such a way um, because we may have a misconception of what their communication will be like. But I, I, I know for sure that they are just bringing through the love and it's really, really powerful. And I woke up this morning purging my eyes out and took a day off because I am back reading yeah it was beautiful but it was yeah just um that physical that physical connection that I miss that laughter the chakra dancing together he used to dance with me and put his head between my legs as he was dancing he used to sit with me at readings and he knew exactly when the reading was over and used to bang on the table Um, He used to sit with me on the bed. My bedroom is my comfort space. And he was just, we were inseparable. And we were hilarious together and mischievous. And (laughs) he used to come home and Mike used to come home from work and Bobby used to greet him at the door with hope. And then he used to go sit on the bed with me and go, my (laughs) mummy. So I'm walking every day with hope. And, you know, with my grief, sometimes I am crying, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm functioning, doing my thing, doing my jobs, but I'm allowing myself to do what I need to do and be honest and authentic about it. And, yeah. So moving on from that, I just want to briefly talk about what's pushing your buttons and I'm just going to try and keep this brief for now. I was reflecting on my gratitude tonight. I was having a bath. I'm having a bath every day. That's one of the new behaviors I've got at the moment, walking home every day and my baths, nurturing myself. What's pressing your buttons? And I was thinking about my drinking days, like I'm for, God, 92? No, 92 I got sober, so 31 years maybe. So 31 years. 32, can't remember. Anyway, my drinking was pressing my buttons and it wasn't allowing me to be living a free, a life full of freedom, right? And a life for me, a life full of freedom is about no matter what comes down the chute, I can handle it. That that to me is a life full of freedom. And that's what I aim for every day is a life full of freedom. It doesn't mean I'm not going to suffer but I'm free. So in my grief, 
I don't logic my way through it, although when you first start grieving, you do go into logic. But with any problem I have in life, for me, logic is not the answer. It's feeling my way through it and talking about it. And sometimes I need to look at my my mindset around it or my, my part in it or my expectation or if I've gone into the fire for more fire or if I'm repeating a pattern in my life that's causing me destruction you know and I know for me that was causing a lot of destruction in my life I wanted a different life but I thought drinking was the life because of the feeling that it gave me and I think we're all chasing that feeling and I think sometimes we've been conditioned to believe a freedom is is us a thing or a, or a or a, an idea that someone else has given to us and so for me it was that numbing of my pain and not knowing how to regulate my pain and deal with my pain and be be messy and no love for self on the inside. So on the inside, there was a hole in the soul and I just had dark days. And so when I took a drink, it was the days felt lighter, but the behavior was dark that I that I lived through, right? So, and I meet a lot of people over the years that have got that mindset of like, I hate using the word mindset, sorry, but the mindset of like, and I had this mindset too, where I just thought one day everything will kind of line up and nothing's ever going to line up. I had no control over Bobby's contract finishing. I had no control over my mum's contract finishing. I had no control over my dad's, my uncle's, my other pets that have passed, my other fair baby children, no control. All right. And no control over how the people want to react to me. Okay, I have no control over the car accidents that I've had over the years. Okay, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we have no control over. There are certain things that have come about as a result of those things. And I don't have to be happy about the situation. But if I'm repeating a pattern and it's nothing's changing in my life and I'm repeating a pattern that's causing me suffering, eventually I will see that I'm causing the suffering and that's not a gas meant to sound like a gaslighting thing. So when I was drinking, I felt justified in my... Let me explain, I'll explain this. So when I was drinking, I felt justified in my drinking, right? And I just thought you you would drink like me if you had a life like me, right? And I was just being an asshole drinking. And then I finally got to see that I don't have to drink to process my pain, and that I'm being a dick and people don't want to be with me when I'm drunk. So I finally was able to, able to take ownership of that, right? So that's not gaslighting at all. It's me seeing that like the doing the same result, expecting a different, doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? So what is it in your life that you're continually doing? It might be going back to an ex. It might be being in a job that you don't want to be in out of fear. Um, are you listening to society's fear? Are you listening to other people's fear? Are you listening to the the negative news on the television that's saying you can't do this and you can't do that and this is bad and this is bad? Or are you listening to your soul contract? Are you listening to that little voice inside that's going, I need to do this? I don't know how and I'm scared, but I need to do this. Are you listening to that voice inside that's pulling you in another direction? All right. And sometimes people will feed the fear and and because they haven't evolved and they've got a different spiritual contact contract to you and that's another thing i just want to remind you of today that some people have different spiritual contracts to you doesn't mean they're better than you doesn't mean they're less than you it just means they come back for different reasons some people will come back and 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 eventually have the you know come into their full full light and and, and know the meaning of the light 
and then we'll still go into the dark sometimes, but they'll come back. You know, I don't believe you can fully be in the light all the time. There is darkness there, but the light shelters the darkness, right? But do you, for me, I know there's a light that exists that can see me through anything, and I have to feel dark days on a human in the human body on the human vibration, right? It's just the way it is. But as I process that, I get more light and I get more wisdom and I get more meaning, understanding of this world and I get to know what I value the most and not what you want me to value but what I value the most and what makes me happy, right? What makes me happy and I become really comfortable with that. So I just want to say today, just quickly, what is it that, what is your trigger? What is, was it the thing that you keep on doing you know, and do you need to have a, a deeper look at that? And you can only have a look at that with compassion. That has to come from compassion. It can't come from fear or judgment. Are you getting support around that problem? And I had another issue with men before I met Mikey. I was dating all the, the men that treated me poorly. And I eventually had to see my part in that. I had to see that I had wounds that were making the decisions on who I was dating. Because I used to say to the universe, don't you know, I want to meet my soulmate. But I had wounds. And why wouldn't I have wounds with the upbringing that I had and certain situations that happened in my drinking, the the wounds that were were still very, very loud and deciding how I would feel in my life and what choices I was going to make. You know, are your wounds making decisions for you? Who's making the decisions in your life? And it's okay, whatever whatever that is, whatever whatever the answer to that is fine, but it's just accepting that. If you're not prepared to make a move and you know that your wounds are making those decisions, accept that. It's okay. Because then you'll be able to lean into that when you're ready. But if you're going into the blame game and going it's not fair, then you're just going to get more of that, right? So I know I'm being this and I'm knowing with him and I know I shouldn't be, but this is where I am right now until I'm willing to shift that. And then you'll be able to enjoy more sunlight in your life and not blame everything on the one situation, all right? I'm going to close this now, and I will talk more about this later. I love you very, very much. Thank you again for all the support around Bobby. I'm breathing. I'm feeling. I'm celebrating his life and the privilege of being his mother. I'm sad, but I still have joy and, oh, my tummy, and I no longer... Years ago, I used to fear, fear my grief and years ago, I used to fear my sadness. I don't fear that. I'm not looking for an answer of, of well, how do I make this pain go away? It's just I have to purge this out and the purge is the freedom. It's ugly, but it's the freedom. All right. I love you. Bye. Bye.